Thank you for listening to the Other Side of Sports podcast, representing the DMV. Be sure to subscribe to us on Stitcher, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube at OSS TV. Look, we need your support, so please do us a favor and make sure you leave a comment and give us a rating. Thank you. Now on to our show. You are now tuned to the other side of BOK Sports 9 Welcome back. You're now tuning to the other side, the other side of sports. I'm your host, Laws in the building. Yeah. yeah. No D, no Jeff. We got Aaron rocking out, yeah. and we got a special guest joining us. I mean, he's not really a special guest. This, this dude family, man. That's right. Jeremy you John of Sports Reality is with us in the building, rocking out. Uh, how's everybody doing, man? How, how was your Valentine's Day, bro? What you do, young? You get the roses, the the chocolates? Nah, dog. Uh, I want to hear Aaron first. How, how did that go, bro? <laughs> what you mean? <laughs> you know. What you do for Valentine's Day, Aaron? Low key in the house. Oh, you know you can't. No, until I get vaccinated, I'm not. I'm not doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you, know that you, ain't, you ain't sending no, uh, no, no candy grams or no, uh, I love yous or or nothing. No, nah, you send out stuff, but. I'm not like okay. going out or you know you though you know. Yeah, yeah. Until yeah. this joint get cleared up or until I get the vaccination. I'm inside. Cause it would have been perfect for that uh Mastro's drink. Uh yeah, to go ahead and spend that money I won last week. But <laughs> you know what I mean? Unfortunately, times ain't in that uh times just it, not, it ain't conducive. Ain't conducive to that. Jeremy, what you do, dog? You and the missus do anything? Uh, I mean, we weren't going to go out due to COVID, but uh, that little ice storm on Saturday kind of messed things up. Uh, Sunday for Valentine's Day, though, uh, I did go to Cheesecake Factory, got some okay. got some desserts, you know, came back to the crib. Um, and that was pretty much it, to be honest. Um, my wife got her vaccine already. Okay. Um, she already plotting to leave me because she, she about to chill with her friends that got vaccinated too. So she about to leave me. I'm about to be oh. by myself in a full while. No, <laughs> no, listen, I'm glad y'all had good Valentine's Day. My Joe almost went south again, though. <laughs> See, the thing is, I be fighting against not, I be fighting oh. against other people's oh, Valentine's Day. Not even my That's own. That's everybody though, like, girl. That's everybody. Yo, I be trying, I be like, babe, like, I gotta remind her, I'm a good husband, dog. Like, I'm a good, like, I'm not even the, You fight Instagram, be, dog. Instagram, Instagram and Instagram, Facebook. Dog. So, so she hit me. She was like, babe, I'm just, so listen, mind you, I'm about to go to sleep the night before. She's like, we're not doing anything, blah, blah. Like, I'm like, look, man, why are we get? Why are we having a situation over a pagan holiday, dog? Is, is it necessary like that for real? So then, she, 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 so then you know, we slept with it the next day. She's just like, I'm sorry, babe. Like, I, you know, I, you're a great husband, you're a good father, all that stuff, blah blah. You know, just I don't know. And I know she just got swept in the vortex. I know, yeah. So okay, you know question. what I did? 
I went to the store, got in, you know what I'm saying? Nice little flowers, balloon and stuff, you know, cook dinner, you know, you just do it. But I'm like, yeah, why do I have to fight against these, these Bamas who are trying to make up for the rest of the year? They scumbags. They trying to make up for it on one day. Oh, oh, but that's how women brain work, work dog. And you know this, you knew this before the 14th oh, came around. <laughs> and it's not a knock against them. It's just how they are. You know what I mean? Like they, women compete through things like relationships and these holidays and gifts and, and just this kind of stuff, though. They don't have. They don't play. They don't play basketball and golf like that. They don't have that. Get the competition out that kind of way. They compete with things. Like <laughs> it's just what it is, dog. Then, but then you know what? Too, I ain't realized how heavy it is on the net, though. Like Bamas was a boo booed up, dog. Like every Instagram post, Bamas is with their youngest, and I'm not knocking it. You know, because sometimes I could be anti, so that's not the way to go either. Where I just don't like. I, like I kind of dig my feet in on purpose, you know what I'm saying? It's like <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing no pictures, though. <laughs> I don't care. You like, you know what I'm saying? So I'm trying to like, I'm trying to change and be better, though. That's all. I'm just trying to be better. That's it. So, so you don't uh, celebrate it? You like against the holiday, or you? It's because nah, stuff is going I'm, on. I'm against the hype, though, though. It's not even really the holiday. I'm just against the hype. I, I feel like. My love is diminished if I don't do nothing on the day. It's like it's like it's like all that I try to be day to day basis takes a like a major hit if I just be like to this one day like nah I'm not celebrating. So so let me kind of play devil's advocate, but you a smart man. We talk about ten percent of the population versus the ninety percent. You were the ten percent. Yeah. So let's take that into account. We know how women's brains work. What's wrong with you know the headache is coming to just mitigate the issue ahead of time. Not conform, but you could you could be a good father 364 days of the week and on Valentine's Day. Like a you good right. husband on you 364 right. and Valentine's right. and that, Day. And it doesn't honestly, take nothing away from you. And honestly, I can't do that realization, though. I can't do that realization. Like, I can do all of those good things and do that. Like, it don't, it don't have to be one no and sweat not off the your other. Back, dog. You right, dog. And I He's and I, and a I point. Took, you, you already know, bro. You already know. But it took me six years to realize that 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 what you just said, dog, like it's true. And I can I can do both, dog. You know what I'm saying? It's some Bamas can't do both. They just scumbags all year round. So they got they to just, make up. On, they they on gotta the make up. <laughs> or they scrap they scrabbing for change on, on Valentine's Day, cause you know, whatever. You know. So I, I get it. I get it. But yeah, it is what it is. Uh, that, yeah, nah, it is what it is. Uh, this week, Friday that just passed, Judas and the Black Messiah came out, starring Daniel uh, Kaluuya as Fred Hampton and Lakeith Stanfield. That joke was fire. Did y'all sit? Did y'all? Did y'all get a chance to watch it? Nah, you know I watched the drink. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a probably watch it sometime this week. But Yo, yeah, Jeremy, I, ain't, I ain't get to watch it this week, yeah. bro. The just hey, listen, this joint ain't gonna have you like swinging on white people in the streets and nothing like that. It, you sure? Can't <laughs> do it. I knew what happened, and I still get mad though. Yeah, Yo, I, I mean, get, I know no, the I got story. Mad. But... I got mad, dog. I got mad, but you know the story, Jeremy. 
yeah, you know yeah, the story. Yeah. Everybody, everybody know the story. Black Panthers. I, I think, honestly, it's a very, uh, you know, dog, the FBI, them Bamas was so insidious, bro. These Bamas was sheer evil, yeah? J. Edgar Hoover, dog. He the one, dog. This Bama. No, his, yeah, his family should be locked up, ass. dog. Dog, out of control. <laughs> this job was out of control, bro. This Bama, bro, he ain't dog. got no family. He hated black people, dog. That Bama hated black people. Oh, and it, and it, but but the movie, and not not to get not to you know not to give anything away. Like there's a there's a PBS documentary uh, called called Black Panther in the Vanguard. Um, that joint is phenomenal, by the way. Uh, and if you guys get a chance, you can watch that too. But they basically just took th- that documentary and just like took pieces from it and then put it in and then put it into theatrical form of a movie. Like they didn't try. You know how sometimes movies take history and then try to like augment it and draw this whole big storyline. You be like, no, that ain't never happened. Like, what are you doing? This joke didn't do that. It just tried to stick to what they knew about the the uh people in the story i thought the acting was on 99 uh you know it, it it's a it's a it's a good film though it's a good film um now i want them to do films on uh bobby seal and and uh you know they ain't really talk about uh my my man uh eldridge cleaver like that but these are other people in, uh, part of the black panther movement and stuff but yeah though definitely make that put that on your to-do list jeremy Sure. Is Daniel Kaluuya like the one seed right now as far as young black uh Yo, the Bama British too, you dog. Can't even... That's right. You already know. Because Denzel and Samuel L. Jackson, they kinda older now. So like when you go to the young guys, is is it him, Michael B. Jordan? Like who else is in that conversation? John ja, ja David Washington too. And the yeah, other ja guy um that played in the green. Masai, Masai, uh, yeah. What's his name? My man, uh, Cottonmouth uh, from uh Yeah, uh, Cottonmouth. Um, <laughs> um Maha, Masai, uh, Masai yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, yes. It's yeah. a small group, though. Yeah, it is a small group, though. But yeah, I mean, I is I'm glad that it. Well, part Keith of me is Stanfield that, too. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut yeah. you off. But Keith Stanfield, man, he's good too. Hey, he 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 killed this role too. This Bama killed this role. He like his acting was on 99 in this show. Oh, what's my man that uh, be on a uh, snowfall? Oh yeah, uh, yeah, Franklin uh, Saint. I can't. I haven't seen him in a bunch of stuff yet. I've only seen him in that one drink. He's been in a I couple. He's been in. He's on a movie uh, now with a. Uh, who's in that movie with him? With uh, it's an action uh, the, uh, movie, right? Yeah, the action movie with the other black dude. What's his? I can't think of these dudes' name, but <laughs> yeah, they want to come up. They want to come up. They want to come up for sure. Um. Uh, y'all watch? You watch Snowfall, right, uh, Jeremy? Nah, man, I'm I'm behind. I, I look, look. Let me tell y'all about my viewing habits. If it ain't sports or like a documentary, I'm like way behind. That's why I have a whole feature called "It's About Time You Watch This Movie Review," where I do movie reviews on stuff that people have seen like ten plus years ago. Um, I y'all about to get angry when I say this. Uh, the next movie I'm gonna watch is Training Day because I ain't never seen it. Um, but yeah, same thing with television shows. I'm a little behind. I I literally wrapped up Boardwalk Empire on Sunday, which was good. okay. What about like The Wire? You seen I the, saw wire. the Wire? I saw The Wire. Okay, I, I, right. I saw so The Wire last summer. 
Okay, Don't feel bad. Right. I just watched uh, Love and Basketball for the first time Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> and that joke was trash. Like all of the hype that the joke got. That joke no, was I, I did, trash. I at oh. the time, though, that joke was a classic. You want to play one on one for your heart? Don't yeah, you yeah, yeah. Hot all the stuff. Don't play one on one against youngest. No. All the stuff I was hearing about, it, I was expecting lose. this. Dog, that joke. Love Jones, bad. all them jumps from the from that time period, man. Classic. <laughs> uh, they got a uh, Netflix special coming out. Biggie, I got a story to tell, Jones. What y'all think? Yeah, I mean, are they gonna reveal who the who the Bama was? Dog, what do you mean? Who the Bama was? Who Biggie? From no, from that song, I got a story to tell. He ro- oh. allegedly robbed some NBA player, and there's been a lot of speculation about who that player was. Well, you know the who uh, was. The song was basically a story. You know who so, it is. They who say is it's it? between Anthony Mason and the Bama that had the thick uh, knotty hair that was on the Wizards at one point. Is it Anthony Hubert uh, Davis? Oh, they confirmed it? Yeah, uh, what's his name? Fat Joe this talk, spoke about it on a uh, highly questionable like two or three years ago. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's Anthony Mason though. <laughs> that was a good, I mean, no. it, yeah. Biggie punk Anthony Mason? With the strap, you punk anybody. Dog. Right. Oh, okay, you right. Hey, look, take it all, bro. You got it. There you go. He got it. He's rich. And it's probably insured. You got it. Yeah. Dog. Oh, yeah. Nah, I'm interested to see. Dog, can we do is it is it a conspiracy theory? Dog, the Bama uh Puff Daddy had had Biggie taking a body hit, dog. I'm I convinced. Because the type of contracts he was doing with all his other artists, I just know the Bama was doing funny business with Biggie Jones too. And he probably feared his life. At the hands of Biggie Smalls, when he found out he was getting one dollar for every two hundred he was making, oh, oh, you think you above getting a uh, cease and desist letter from from that Bama? He famous for that when Bama started talking in that vein, though. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just trying to figure out what, like, this Bama. Listen, I'm just going by the track record. The locks ain't get their bread. G Dep. What happened to him? Shine sent to jail. That Batman come out on time. Uh, Black Rob, that Batman been around. Oh, you Mary been on That's what that is. Five hundred <laughs> times he had to take him to court. All the other Batmans then got baptized. It just it just stopped. Stopped. Got out the game completely. Mace, what happened to him? No, the only common denominator is that he did he. Still cashing checks from these Bamas, though. True, but that's only because you know his name. It's a hundred Jews that do the same thing in the. No, that, no. I mean, trust me, I get it. But if Biggie Smalls out here robbing Anthony Mason on basketball courts, <laughs> what you think he would have did to P Diddy Combs when he found out the Bama was swindling his whole breadsticks? Oh, <laughs> put that Bama in a anaconda chokehold and, and snuff his life out. So he beat him to the punch. We do this over here. <laughs> just like just like main man can see, uh Stevie Wonder. I he can see though. No, can see we one, do though. conspiracy th- We can we we can we believe conspiracy theories over here. All right. Uh question of the day, we'll get into some sports. You gonna let us one, Aaron. Uh, hey, I'm 38 from this area. I listen to you guys each week, and I'm a fan of your show. I hear you guys talk about relationships, and I wonder if you guys can help me find one. I've tried to listen to people like Kevin Samuels, but honestly, I feel like he's just a jerk and a woman hater. 
I want to hear from you guys what it is that you want in a woman. I consider myself attractive. I'm 5'5", 140 pounds, and I would rate myself an eight as far as looks go. I have a good job and personality. I don't have any kids, and I seriously are looking for love. I feel like a lot of guys out are out here playing games and are intimidated by a strong, independent woman. I want a man who is a man's man and able to be a good partner in life. I would like him to have a good job and be able to provide financially. Why is that so much to ask? What's your advice? I feel like you trolling me, though. Y- y'all go first. <laughs> go, go, go back to listen to uh, Kevin saying you need to see all his videos, though. That's that's the first part. Don't don't just take it in the, in the couple videos where he's slandering the youngest. I mean, that aside, they coming for uh, Kevin Samuels. We talked oh, about that earlier. They, they they coming for him heavy, though. It is getting to him, but, too. You can tell. Yeah, it is. It is. He broke down because the... I was in a club. I was in the clubhouse in the club room for like three hours listening to people talking about him before I got on here. That's how wild it is out here. Oh yeah, they 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 coming for his neck, though. And the thing is, I, honestly, I think that he has a lot of truth in what he's saying, you know. And I, I think for for a lot of people, it's hard to kind of really reevaluate. Like you say, you're attractive. You say you're five, five, 140, all of these different things. You're an eight on a scale. Now, you know, she I'm from the, I'm, picture yeah, when, facts. Because, because I'm from the trust, but verify uh, catalog of, of stuff. So Batman say, oh, young dog, I'll be killing them down at the YMCA, dog. I'll be putting up 38, 40 on these Bamas. Then you, you get down and jump. The Batman don't even get in the game. The Batman don't even play, dog. He on the bench. You know, he might as well be a referee because he don't see the, see the floor. He's All women think they're ace, too. At least oh outwardly, they projected their ace. Most women are not. Yeah. No, facts. I, I I agree. Like, you know, but I, I think for more so for you, right? You're asking the question, what what do men want in the women that they, they choose to marry? I, I'm guessing. So... You know, me and Jeremy, we both we both married. You know, cooperative, uh, someone who's easy to get along with, someone who's not going to be very combative and argumentative. That's something that you want. You know, somebody who's going to be affirming. You know, uh, uh, of different things that I that I do that's positive. Not always looking at the negative, but looking at the positive and then affirming. Um, uh, someone who is understanding also can control their emotions. So, you know, if something happens, just don't go off the handle and just react out of control, you know, but can take a moment, pause. I, I, I can tell you about a situation as of late where I, I did something, right? And my wife probably could have spazzed and she probably internally spazzed, but she didn't outwardly spazz. And then we were able to talk about it at a later time and date. And the jump was just, it made me want to just tell her everything. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, because of how she she managed herself, you know, even even in a, a frustrated state, you know? So um, that's just what I can think of just off the top. Of course, you know, taking care of your body and, and being mindful of your health. And that means physical fitness and uh, the things that you eat and stuff like that. Um, you know, that that all that all that's important to me. Jeremy, you want to add, add anything? I'll add this. Like, I know someone's going to sit here and say, yo, you're super simplifying it, but 
honestly, it's a simple concept. And this is just for both men and women. When you're looking for a partner, you need to look for someone that allows you to be you. For example, like I didn't have to change to be with my wife. I am who I am. She didn't have to change to be with me. And we were cool with each other, with each other's strengths and each other's weaknesses. Um, we also, I know our situation was a little different. We were friends before we even started dating. And I think at this point, 38, I guess you probably need to be looking for someone that you already know, probably like someone that's a friend because I ain't gonna lie. Sometimes our friendship is what has helped my marriage. Mm. And I, I look, me and my wife, we love each other. Um, people always talk about how well, you know, we get along and everything, but with every marriage, there's going to be ups and downs. And if mm. you, if you don't have that friendship in a relationship, when there are some downs, it's, it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. It's going to be on the brink of divorce separation. And I feel like our friendship is what actually kept us mm. from divorce or separation. And mind you, we're only three years in. You, uh, Harold, uh, you and Katara got married before us. Um, I, you could probably say the same thing, but I would say this, man. Simplify, you probably need to look for someone that you can be a friend with and, and look for someone where you're not having to change who you are to be with them. Aaron, what you looking for, Aaron? You out here, you, you, you running the streets. I'm definitely not running the streets in 2020. <laughs> 2020. You know that to be a fact. But uh, I think women sometimes struggle with trying to sell men on things that women think are good qualities or should be endearing qualities or what they're looking for. And then they get frustrated because guys aren't like chomping at the bit like they would be if it was a man with those qualifications. Mm. Um, and w- women also have a hard time, I feel like, listening to things that they don't already believe, especially at 38. The older they get, the more hard-headed they are and kind of stuck in their ways. So it's kind of hard for them to process new information. And th- not to say they... I mean, just when it comes to, like, yeah, no. the way of life. The yeah, way they please cur- please, yeah, please clarify. You know what they're going to say? Aaron said when you're <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> but... The way they, the way that they contribute, the way that they can be accountable for what goes on in their life, um, and a lot of people just feel like they can say, "Oh, it's in God's hands." When God's ready for somebody to walk in that door, if you're 38 years old, the they probably didn't walk in the door already. You just was on some other stuff. You know what I mean? Like you might not have been at that point in your life, but time is not in your favor. It's not operating in your favor. So. <laughs> Like, to be honest, I don't know what to tell you. Like, if you're an eight, really, out here, and you conduct yourself in a way that somebody who's looking for a wife and not just somebody to run around with, like, guys will find you. That's just how it works. And I know you got, you kind of, like, laughed at me, Harold, when I, something I said a while ago, but I was like, young, girls in our age bracket, they still single, it's because something's wrong with them. That's right, you already know. The, the the women that, pe- that people want are mostly gone off of the market at this point in, in, in our age bracket. Now, maybe you focused on school and degrees and your job and you're just now getting around to wanting to settle down. That's fair. You know what I mean? Maybe you weren't ready, but that doesn't mean because you weren't ready, all of a sudden, guys are going to start falling out the sky. That's not how life works. 
people make sacrifices for things in their life all the time. So people just got to accept that they're single because of decisions they made. It's because of you. It's not because of everybody else. It's because of you. And what are you going to do to change those things um, to make yourself more attractive to whoever's left? And it's a very, very small pool compared to what it was when you 18, 20, yeah. 25, you know what I mean? The pool gets smaller and smaller, not bigger and bigger. So, Paul, yeah. so, I mean, it kind of is what it is, but and I'll don't take advice from other women. That's the, that's the number one thing. Do not ask your guy friends who are going to be honest with you, not guys that want to smash on the low and just tell you what you want to hear. Yeah. Like guys that you trust, maybe your brother, father, whatever. Do not take advice from other women when it comes to men. It's, one of the worst things you can do. And I, I'll add this. I don't know. I don't know what her, like what her pool of men are, but I think when you're at, you know, once you hit 30, I think you got to be honest with yourself and just be like, look, I might have don't to say that, widen. Jeremy. No, you got to widen the pool. <laughs> Look, you might, she's 38. She might have to honestly look for a man that's like 45 that's had kids probably that's, you know, on his second life because, I mean, dudes like our age, we all, we all in a relationship. We either married or in a committed relationship. And mind you, I'm 33. I know you're a little older than me, but I mean, like, those men are already taken. <laughs> so you gotta, you gotta, you gotta widen it up, like widen the pool to, to, to find someone and be proactive sometimes, man. You know, at 38, look, I'm not, I'm not against women being the, uh, I don't want to say aggressor, but being the, um, active oh, participant. Because the tables are turned for sure. <laughs> Youngers is out here shooting they shot. Yeah. hundred miles maybe- an hour. You gonna have to shoot your shot a couple times to, to find someone. And look, like I said, I don't have a problem with it. Um, but you know, some men do. But there's there's gonna be men out there that ain't gonna be tripping about that. Yeah. Yep. They, there you go. I hope I hope that the advice you were looking for. Send a picture, um, and we can give you a more specific answer. True. <laughs> or we might know somebody. Or we might know somebody. Uh, that's a, that's a fact. That's a fact. All right, order some sports. Wait, wait, Harold, 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 yes. Harold, 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 Harold. I'm about to commandeer the show real quick. I have a bone to pick with What's the that? OSS crew. What's that? I already spoke to Aaron about this a couple weeks ago, so I'm going to bring it up here. Why y'all disrespecting my man Troy Aikman like that? <laughs> Why y'all disrespecting my man like that? No, yeah. listen, Jeremy, I'm going to give you 30 seconds. You convince me why he got to be in there. Look. Let's be real. He can't. <laughs> Let's be real here. And I, I, I'm going to give you all what you all said. What y'all said is actually viable. I'm not going to be like one of those Cowboys fans that just say, oh, three, three and oh in the Super Bowl. Um, but he's had a few big moments. Like, for example, the NFC Championship game in 92 against those 49ers. He did it again the following year. Um the following year, let's also remember he was injured for five or six games and still came back, still concussed, finished that NFC championship game, played in the Super Bowl a week later because that year was a week later instead of two weeks later. 
did pretty well in that Super Bowl. He had a Super Bowl record at a time for touchdowns in a Super Bowl game five until Steve Young broke it and made it six. And let's be real, man. He oh, his winning. Let me bring up his uh, winning percentage out here. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, ninety four and seventy one. Not terrible. It's okay. But let's be real. He did play for the Dallas Cowboys. That does help him. And in the nineties. He had the highest quarterback rating for the entire decade. So you got to put him in three Super that's Bowls. Now if it was two. So that's lie. enough. So so that's enough. Those two big games that you're telling me about, you te- you're telling me the two big games plus that couple with his his average win loss record. Mm-hmm. That couple with uh, his what would you say best he had the, best he had QBR. The, he had a QBR for for, oh, for, the, for decade. the decade for ten years. And on, I believe. Let me double check. Actually, let me not say because I'm not sure about this. I believe he's on the All Decade team. I believe. Okay. And when you're on an All Decade team, the precedence is you're gonna be in the Hall of Fame. The only person, and that was now, was Drew Pearson, who actually just got got in this year. But if you're on an All Decade team, you gonna you gonna be there. It sounds like the Hall of Very Good, not the Hall of Fame to me, though. Okay, so we could we could we could debate that. There is a lot of very good, unfortunately, in the Hall of Fame. We snatching you know. them all out, though. We're not singling him out. It's supposed to be a regular segment. We snatching all of them up. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. That's fair. That's fair. I just I just had to throw that out there, like yo, y'all, y'all talking about my man Troy like that. That's my childhood, man. <laughs> so one question, though. Did when you heard us talking, did uh, the nostalgia of it make you be like, no way, they can't be telling the truth, and you had to go look at the numbers? No, 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 Troy is uh, uh, like when I text you, I was like being real facetious there, but but Troy, to the average Cowboys fan, it's oh, it's it's no converse, it's no it's no debate to the average Cowboys fan, it's. Oh, he's he's for sure should be in there. First ballot, you know, three and zero in the Super Bowl, three and zero in the Super Bowl, and all of that. What what the average Cowboys fan does not remember was nineteen eighty nine to to nearly the end of ninety one, where he was like putrid. It was really ninety two to about ninety eight was where he was like, I right, those were some solid years, and, and I those were also the years he made the Pro Bowl. Six six Pro Bowls during that during that stretch too, but uh, but yeah, like like Troy man, when we when we talk about quarterbacks all the time, I joke and I say he's top five, but if you ask me to be real serious, like I mean, he's what top twenty maybe. Is he the worst quarterback in the Hall of Fame from the modern passing era? Well, we haven't gone me? through the whole hold the gamut of quarterbacks to be able to say that. I would have to the modern passing era. That's just basically our our youth. Because you know, before Randy Moss got in the league, it wasn't a whole lot of you know what I mean, airing it out like that to where the numbers going to be inflated. I'll say this. He probably is but that doesn't mean he's, he probably is. I'll to answer the question. He probably is when you think about it. I accept that. Um, I think Steve Steve Young it's crazy because Steve Young's like attributes are better than 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 uh, Troy Aikman's, but I mean if you're just talking about on the field accomplishments, when you combine it with on the field accomplishments, I'm like yeah Steve Young was 
behind a quarterback most of the time. And as a starting quarterback, it was one Super Bowl. And then when you think about the context of that Super Bowl, the the 49ers added Ken Norton and Deion Sanders to that team to eventually beat the Cowboys. Um, And in that uh, 94 or it was 95, the 95 NFC Championship game, let's not forget, Deion Sanders, that was a pass interference on, on Michael Irvin. Game would have game would have been totally different. But but anyway, see that and and, and that's why I say, you know, uh, I, you know, I it's kind of off topic, but I do get annoyed when people say like, oh, you know, Cowboys fans of our age are bandwagon fans cuz I'm like they haven't won since 95. They haven't won since I was in like third grade. So if we're still a fan then we fans the, you know. yeah. yeah now you're one of the more sensible Cowboys fans I, I feel like there's some I just can't I, I would I would never even have on here talking anything because they <laughs> they they drop their ice cream on the ground and pick it up and just lick the top of the ice cream cone like it ain't nothing so I, yeah I, I, a lot of times just pass cannot play um, with them cannot win right. with them cannot uh, coach with Jalen them Jalen Johnson star act Duke uh, opts out for the rest of the season after playing 13 games, average 11, 6, and 2. Uh, I was actually listening to the radio this morning, and if you go to my my Twitter, at uh, Laws That Live By, you can see me and EB from the Junkies was going back and forth. We was going back and forth heavy because these dudes were sitting on the, on the, on the radio and trying to, and trying to explain to everybody why Jalen Johnson was a quitter and he... he he was My not committed, and 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 guys on the team were would be upset with him because I was like, "What? I, I'm listening, and I'm getting so heated because this is the part that drove me to the edge." A a, a dude called in, right? No, first it, it was a couple people that were like, "Yeah, you know, I can't trust them. You can't draft them. He's a quitter, and this, this, and that." I'm like, "Dog, how are you saying this about a kid?" who's not getting a cent to play for Duke. They're not giving this Bama no bread. And he has an opportunity to get ready and prepare himself to basically his livelihood for the rest of his life. And so I was trying to understand, you know, there was a guy who came on and was like, dog, these these young black athletes, majority of them come from impoverished neighborhoods and stuff like that. They don't really care about Duke or North Carolina or none of these schools. They're trying to use those platforms to help propel them to the NBA, which is their dream, which is going to be their livelihood. So why would you jeopardize that playing for an eight and eight roster squad? And they're like, this is just selfish. It's just selfish. I was like, come on, bro. That's how they think. Though. So, so what, so what do y'all think? Is he being selfish? Is he being not committed because he wants to leave early? And doesn't want to finish out his his uh, collegiate career after he made a quote unquote commitment to the team. You 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 can't be selfish when you are in the when you're the oppressor. So, I mean, when you're being oppressed, like like let me just say this: college athletics. I haven't watched college sports this calendar year, this sports season because this is a pandemic. Why are they playing? Yeah. It's a wash. Like, like, why are they playing? You I, know why I they're watch... playing, Jeremy? 
I didn't watch college play. football. White man want his money. That's why. Yes, man. It's, this is ridiculous, man. Ridiculous. Uh, yeah, we know why. <laughs> and, and it's just like, well, and it, it goes to the whole notion about the paying college players should you shouldn't. Obviously, the pandemic showing you should pay the players because without without college football and men and some women's college basketball, your school is not alive. Like every school is talking about they broke because of the athletics not going on. Um, they don't get paid. It's a pandemic. Duke sucks right now. Um, and the goal to go to college is to to get to get to the professional of whatever field you're in. So if you're a basketball player, that's going to be getting to the NBA. So I, I see no problem with it, man. He's not a quitter. Um especially with what what's going on right now. Now, if it was a situation where I can't even think of a situation because we haven't had that situation in college yet because these players just don't get paid. Right. They're actually not, paid. It's all volunteer work, if you uh, ask hey, me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. If they were getting paid and, you know, like but an then, employee of the school, then I could say, okay, yeah, no, you're kind of leaving them. But this, is, but this is the thing. The standard that they put on these kids, they won't do it. They won't do it themselves. EB won't, won't come to work and not get a check just to be a team player with the rest of his colleagues. No matter what's going on, he'll be like, hold on, bro. I need to be paid or I'm not showing up. All that commitment stuff go out the, out the back door when I mean, you're not getting a check cut. So I don't... It didn't make no sense. It didn't make any sense. Those are the keywords they use when they don't want to pay you or don't want to talk dollars. They start trying to question your loyalty and how serious you are. You're a quitter. You didn't hear any of that conversation when it came to Andrew Luck. You didn't hear one white person call him a quitter. I didn't. You ain't hear, you ain't hear with Chris, uh, Christian McCaffrey either. So I, just, I mean, this is and how they work, though. And you know the junkies have been super racist with a lot of the undertones and dog whistling for a minute now. That's why I don't listen to radio at all in this area. Yeah. I mean, recently there was a shift um, in the last couple of weeks, but prior to that, there were no black voices on any radio station in D.C. where it's 45% black unless you played in the league. Like, you got to play in the league to get one of these jobs? Yeah, Harold, this is I how was, they just, think, though. Harold, I was just about to ask you, why why, why were you uh, torturing yourself, like, listening to locals? No, because, because, <laughs> because, you know, because the part of me, dog, like, I'm always trying to, like, I, I'm thinking because they switched the station lineup up that they talked to, you know, about about providing different perspectives and, mm. you know, diversity and thought. And, and granted, when I was me and EB was like going back and forth, he was he was tweeting and you could tell he was trying to be diplomatic because I was being very aggressive in my 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 spoken word. I was like, you're being dismissive because they dismissed the dude. And he's like, no, I wasn't dismissive. I can see both sides and it's this and that. I have, you know, I have kids in D1 sports too so I know it, it can be crazy but I'm like you wouldn't you wouldn't call your kid a quitter if 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 if, if you was deciding you know if it was best for you and your family for them not to be playing I was like the thing is this decision wasn't even made in a silo it's not like the Bama just said you know what I'm not playing no more no the letter that he put out said he discussed it with his family and the coach so why aren't you why is there no uh animosity towards coach k like he just get a pass the school gets a pass these schools will drop you at the drop of a hat let your let your knee be messed up 
you, they sign commitment letters for Bama's all the time and then renege on the commitment because it's not in their best interest. And don't nobody say nothing to the program. Everybody just keep going like, you know, business as usual. Oh, that's the business. Oh, that's the business. But when a kid decides, you know what? It doesn't make any sense for me to be out here. I already injured myself, my foot. Let me just go and sit out, get all the way healthy, work with an NBA trainer because me playing college basketball is not really doing anything for me at this point. And then look towards my future. How was he a quitter? How is he not committed? How was he, you know, it just, it kind of upset me because it's an unfair label to put on these kids, though. These Bamas is 18, 19, we're in a position with athletic ability to put themselves in a place that none of these radio Bamas could ever be. And, And the only thing you can see is like slandering him. Joe crazy to me, bro. Joe crazy. What's even crazier is uh, that show, the junkies, they all recording from their homes due to COVID, and it's not. It, it is not just because of the station. They ain't want to be there themselves. <laughs> so, so you you want these you want these athletes to practice, you know, day in day out. You want them to then compete against other people, expose themselves. COVID-19 we've already seen the data that's showing that it affects athletes in a way where they may not have the dog the Jason Tatum game fell off dog cause he can't even make it through 38 minutes yeah like you, we had the kid that just passed out in December with like they had to put him in a coma cause of a heart condition like this is what we're this is what we're battling so, and then you like Aaron and you said when you combine that with I'm already not getting paid like come on white men think black people are here for their pleasure so like when they want to see you they can flip the switch and, and, and see you but then when they don't want to see you they flip the switch and they should you know what I mean? that's just how they think we exist in this country and so that's part of that um, part of that narrative being dog whistled out in a segment and they don't even realize how ignorant it is at all like they they are so passionate about it and believe like they're right. And they don't even see the ignorance in the way that they that they view these things and just say it. Like you can't pay somebody in something they don't want to be paid in. Most of these guys don't care about no damn degree. They want to go play one or two years and get to the league because they're yeah. forced to because of the uh, the way that it's set they up. Took away, yeah, they took away the, the you could go straight from high school to the pros. They took that away. So now these dudes are having to do the one and done. And it just it's like Come on, man. Like, what are we talking about? None of them Bamas would... If their kids or if they were able to have the ability to put themselves in a position that changed the trajectory of their, their life with millions of dollars, these Bamas would leave in a heartbeat. Simple and, as that. And, and uh, it's a little off topic, but the NCAA wouldn't be having these issues if, like you all said, if they if they in the NBA partnered and set and made these players have to go to college to even be, have a shot in the NBA because once they made that made it mandatory for you to go at least a year the college game suffered because everyone just came for one year and then they were out like we we, we lost rivalries where these guys were competing year after year because they really just wanted to actually be there Mm-hmm. You know, so it would be so much better if you just allowed these players who are actually good. What do you mean allowed? These are grown ass dudes, dog. Eighteen years old. If this not white supremacy, supremacy, I don't know what is. And Two that's what I'm saying. Like, entities shaking hands about somebody else's life and how they can navigate. 
And that's what I'm saying. Like, if they weren't restricting, if they weren't being yeah, white supremacists, you know, like it would it would be a, a lot better for everyone. But you know, their their white supremacy is is more important <laughs> than actually making the product good. So, so to, I mean, kind of to piggyback off of this, two situations. First, Draymond Green comes out in his statements as of late, and he talks about just how. The Pistons decided that they were going to sit Andre Drummond. The Batman came out to play. They sent him back into the locker room. Batman comes out in the street clothes. They say, we're we going to sit him because we're going to trade him. But yet, he was saying that players would get fined if they say that teams need to trade such and such. Or like how James Harden was villainized for deciding, you know, I don't want to play here anymore and trying to dictate his future and sitting down. They slandered the Batman every which kind of way. And he's like, but the teams don't don't face that same type of scrutiny. And I thought it was a very interesting argument. And, you know, even for him to be able to say it the way that he said it and articulate it that way. Um, but what are y'all thoughts on that? Did 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 you agree with uh, Draymond Green, or is this just Draymond Green being Draymond Green and just chirping at the at the, at the bit? I I agree with what he's saying. I mean, obviously, as a front office, you really have all the control. You can control the destiny of these players where they end up going. You can even control the the narrative of these players. Um, now, with the Andre Drummond situation, I did read. Uh, Woj, he wrote a he wrote a piece, and it seems like for this situation, Andre Drummond and his agent and the front office sat down, and they came to a, this agreement. Now, did Andre Drummond fully agree to this? We will never know. But based on what's being reported, seems like Andre Drummond is actually cool with being being benched during during this time. Um. Now, the examples that Draymond Green used, I mean, it, I have no problem with players saying they want to be traded. I just kind of be like, all right, you want to be traded? Like, okay, we'll we'll, we'll make it happen. But Harden, I mean, he just gave up. Like, <laughs> like the, and so that, that kind of like, that doesn't help the players because this is what people are going to remember. They're going to remember James Harden just quit. They're going to remember Anthony Davis just not playing in the in the second half of games that they could have won with the Pelicans until he got his way. Um, and mind you, they are star players, so I understand it. They're going to get more preferential treatment, but like a lot of players aren't in that situation where they could they can even dictate a trade. So I mean, it is what it is. I agree with them though to answer the question. Like play players. Uh, get get uh demonized for requesting yeah. trades yeah facts facts uh other news in the nba national anthem being enforced by the nba teams after the mavs were discovered to not be adhering to the national anthem and they basically just took it out of their whole pregame situation altogether and i mean it's been going on for a minute and it just now came to light and the nba you know wrote a statement saying that you know all teams must adhere to playing the national anthem my question is why sponsors and and, and the people that throw the tantrums in the middle of the country probably say hey we want to hear the national anthem before the game and that's how things move yo but right. the thing is the national anthem is so it's like like the joke to me is stupid because 
the Mavs was not playing a jump for months, and nobody even said nothing. And then so the one comments. person reported the jump. That's it, dog. And then it's like, oh, and then Babas want to be all, all like, but hurt off the jump. Oh, we gotta, we gotta do something. Like we got, come on. It's the same thing with Cat. They didn't catch him the first time. He didn't stand for the anthem. Yeah. I mean, he was doing it until the joint got brought up. Then all of a sudden, all the outrage, like the world's going to collapse all of a sudden. <laughs> this day MO. This is how they get stuff done, dog. If something is not the way it was when they were five years old in 1950, then hell is on its way, dog. That's just how they operate. <laughs> and everybody basically acquiesces to that. It's just what it is here, dog. And, and the crazy thing is, like you, hit, like you said, Harold, the only reason it came out was because they started allowing fans at the uh, American Airlines Arena. So fans were actually there and they went, you know, with the preliminaries. Yeah. (laughs) So with the preliminaries going on, they're like, well, hold on, where's the national anthem? Like, it's just, I I wish I, Harold, do you remember my old show that I had on the radio station? I wish I could find the clip. This was before Kaepernick. I had asked the question, what is the point of a national anthem being played at a sporting event when both teams are playing from the same country? (laughs) <laughs> like what's the point the actual, like we know what it is no. it's it's propaganda no, it's, but really what is the point <laughs> propaganda nostalgia Obama on the radio trying to say say I just no this is a radio host mind you not not today this was Sunday uh, he gonna say you know I, I, I like the national anthem and I just remember a time where I heard the national anthem and it brought tears to my eyes he lying Lying, he lying. Oh my And I just God. don't want that feeling to go away. I was He's like, lying, dog. Because when they said I almost drove my down. car to a tree, dog. I almost, <laughs> drove, almost drove off a ravine into a creek by my house, dog. Because I was like, this lying, this, this bad man, if he not tell, there ain't nobody ever shed a tear off the national anthem, dog. Uh, we're, we're old enough to remember. Like players were never on the court or the field during the national anthem. Like we're old enough to remember that. No, it's only like three national anthems that Bama's really like remember that are memorable. And they're all like, around Ma- the same games. No, the Super yeah. Bowls. <laughs> Marvin Gaye Joe, the uh hey, last night weekend, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh Whitney Houston Joe, the uh maybe the Beyonce Joe, and and then Carl it's Lewis. a short Carl, Carl. It's a short <laughs> For the wrong reasons That was, that was Yeah that was memorable But dog It's a short list You know what I'm saying Like yeah. Babs don't act like Dog yeah Every time I hear You know The joke just warms my heart No it reminds you Of, of slavery That's what it does <laughs> one, one quick thing Um I don't know the dude's first name, but he was part of a like a pretty popular band. He's uh, the host of that show on ESPN, Saren Fitz. So he's Fitz. Um, he did the national anthem at a Raiders game a few years ago, and he asked them for the clip from doing it, and they were just like, "You know, we don't record this." He's like, "So hold on." <laughs> he's like, "Y'all don't record this." He's like, "Nah, this is a regular season." Raiders game like we're not keeping that so like they're doing all of this and like they're not even cherishing it like so what's the point no it's no point it goes back to that 90-10 dog the 10% know what that 90% need and if you can manipulate that dog rich forever hey man (laughs) 
That's fair. Oh, man. All right. Uh, Talk about manipulation, dog. Wizards play against John Wall last night in the Rockets. They get a win. John Wall tribute to, to, uh, or the tribute that they had for John Wall, they played it. But of course, there was no fans. If you go to OSS 980, you can see the tribute. But, you know, there's no fans in the building. I mean, it's unfortunate. But, you know, people, I, I put the tribute up and people were slanting. Oh, why are you putting up somebody who didn't do nothing, who didn't win and slant? I'm like, come on, bro. Like, are you kidding me? They ain't gonna complain about a Kerrigan uh, tribute mm. when you put that up. Mm. I, it just, I, I don't... What, what do DC sports fans, like, what, like... Like, I know we, I know the Nats won 19 and the Caps won in... in, in in 18, but like, what else has has happened here? This, in this, right, this the stand exactly. This place, <laughs> and you see where I am, dog. Why I be so frustrated <laughs> listening to these idiots, dog? Like they act like they've been winning championships ever since they was two years old, dog. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, things change and they stop winning, dog. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. In the last 20 years, John Wall is is the best in the area. Him and Ovechkin, and when you That's compare, it. when you compare athletes from other cities, if you're saying my two best are John Wall and Alex Ovechkin, that's an indictment on the rest of the city. Now, I still got to give credit to John Wall. He, he he's done a lot for the community, and even for the Wizards. I mean, we, we weren't going to the playoffs consistently until he came. You know, and he's so. gone in their trash. So that excuse, that ship is sailed. Like, what is it now? It's just, I, I don't get it with this area. And that's kind of turned me off to the teams in this area, the fan base, because the idiotic stuff, you'd be surprised me and Harold have to hear. On the I want to find out where the outrage against Scott Brooks. There should be outrage. That yes. man should not even be able to stand up on the side with no fans in that joint. There should be a tomato thrown from somewhere, a uh, <laughs> uh, uh, television booth, the... Uh, <laughs> Whoever's writing writing for uh, NBC Sports Watch, somebody should throw a grapefruit or something and hit this bad man in the head. He should not be allowed to stand on the sidelines and coach this team as horribly as he's coaching his team with no repercussions and no uh, criticism, dog. That, I'm just yeah, waiting to hear some of the animus that Dwayne got just this year. Like, I, I, you can see how much vitriol and stuff the fan base can come up with. And I hear nothing. Scott Brooks is cruise control. Oh, it's been there's been a bunch of articles written about him and him being on a hot seat, but dog, nobody's like really beating the drum though. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Um, I mean, the common denominator has been Scott Brooks. We had a period with John Wall and Bre- Bradley Beal. We had the same issues. It was Bradley Beal and the rest of the cast. Same issues. We now have John uh, Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook. The same issues. Like the common denominator is Scott Brooks. He can't get this team to play defense, or he's or he's not. Yeah, he just can't get the team to play defense. And. Yeah, that, that's the big timeouts. He doesn't know how to make substitutions. He doesn't know how to yeah. draw plays coming out of timeouts. This is like, why is he here? I know yeah. better coach AAU in the area that would be better at coaching the Wizards. So many boys and girls. Probably though. Scott Brooks was good 
because of the talent he had in OKC. We, we had he had three once in a generation players. All the famers, dog. <laughs> Westbrook, Durant, Harden, the Hall of Fame. Exactly at the same time, and he's living off of that. And that's not what we have here. So we need a coach that can actually coach. Um, we need. I don't know if he's going to come out of retirement or unemployment, but we need a Mark Jackson or a Mark Jackson type player that can hold these guys accountable. I don't think he's ever going to get a job. He's like the cap of the NBA. Because he says something about uh, a certain kind of people you can't really talk about. The two shoes. And he preaches a lot. Christianity. And they don't like that over there in the NBA. Uh Uh-uh. That's true, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, and the crazy thing is, from what what someone that I know that's kind of close to the situation, they were like, he ain't really say nothing to anyone specific. Like, no, nah, it's just, basically Christian based. You yeah. know, whenever they talk about like their faith and the things that they like, society might say, oh, in 2020 or 2021 is, is acceptable versus what they believe is acceptable it becomes an issue. Uh-huh. And it's just it's just what it is. When the league is owned by, what, 28 out of 30 are Jewish owners, not Christian, and then also you have a lot of those execs or people that are higher up that that live alternate lifestyles. So you can't, like, you, you can say what you want to say, but you know how they operate. True. They're not going to come out and release a story. The best way to... To address these kind of things is to not say anything and just make it shape. Like you see, what they basically blackball them out the league. Say something we don't like, we'll make sure you don't work again. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah, the Wizards. Uh, oh, go ahead, Harold. Nah, you said the Wizards. What? I was saying they just need somebody who can actually though. coach defense and someone that could draw up a play here and there. Yo, the, I, I mean, guess the offense is there. Yeah. <laughs> at this point, dog, we could just stop at the nearest gas station, get the teller out of the booth, and, and tell him to run the team. And I, I feel better. <laughs> I sleep at night. Um, Washington football, as we, we get to the end of our show, Washington football team hired Chris Polian. They ain't telling you this. Bill Polian's son, Monday, added another experienced voice. This, this is what the uh, paper said. Another experienced voice to uh, in, uh, revamp front office. Polian, a third former general manager, Washington has added this offseason, will serve as the director of pro personnel. Polian filled a similar role with Jacksonville in 2013 and 19. He was out of the NFL last season. Polian served as a general manager with the Indianapolis Colts from 2009 to 11. His father, Bill, made the Hall of Fame for his work as an NFL GM. So, what, what is the Washington football team trying to do here? What is this hire? What is this hire about? Because I'm, I'm confused. That's the, that's what their expertise is over there at Washington. They got what? Uh, North Turner's son. They got Jack Del Rio's son. They had Kyle Smith, which was AJ Smith's son. This is just what they do over there, though. This is what they do. It's too many voices, if you ask me. That's like three gems on the dream. And, that, and that's what I'm saying. That's what to me that's problematic. Because because to me this is how you create a power struggle, a power dynamic. You know what I'm saying? And especially with the hires of the, the African-American uh, people that you put into um, high-ranking positions, now you undermine them with all these voices in the room. And we just saw the power struggle that ensued with Scott McGlewin and uh, what's your boy name? Uh, Al. 
So you like when you when things go bad, everybody's gonna want to point to we already know who's gonna get the blame. But then, then when stuff starts going good, they go. When stuff starts going good, it's gonna be a scramble for everybody to want to take credit. Like, oh, I'm the architect behind all this. So, no, it's a lose lose. I just, yeah. I, I mean, we got the draft coming up. I, I just don't know what you bring in someone else who. I want to know whose decision was this. That's Ron what Ramirez. I want to know. To me, so this is I don't think another like GMs don't do this kind of stuff. Like, let me add another pair that if things don't go right off the break, they can take my job. It just doesn't make sense. And it clearly, it's not the football sense. people's uh, the uh, president doing this because he's not a football person. Well, he played football, but he's over. He's the president of the team. He's not over like football operations, the day to day. So this is this is Ron Rivera probably trying to get another set of eyes uh, to look at players coming out in the draft and free agency coming up. And this is why it's kind of a struggle sometimes when you have a head coach doing all of these different things and, and making all these kind of decisions. It's rarely worked outside of Belichick. Yeah, I, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. But, I mean, it is what it is. It's par for the course around this town. Um, Ex-Buccaneers wide receiver Vincent Jackson found dead in a hotel in Brando, uh, suburb outside of uh, in Tampa, Florida. Dang, young. I, I, I mean, they didn't. They said it's still an investigation, but they said that a maid came on a Friday and saw him there, and then Sunday he was out of here. And then they said that it was. It didn't look like there was any forced entry or anything like that. So, you know, I guess the speculation is that you know he committed suicide. But is this is this? Uh, CTE come to I mean it yeah uh, I mean I won't be shocked if it is if it comes out that it was self-inflicted and if it comes out years later when they donate his bit or if they actually do a test I'm not going to be shocked you know if it is to be honest different direction when I heard um, that they, I guess, was an investigation. But um, is that what they're saying? That they think it was suicide? Nah, what? nah. I'm just from the evidence that was that was presented. You know, that's just my thought, probably, okay. like, that it was suicide. Why, why you had a different... Um... Just when I hear stuff like that, like he in a hotel, like, I think he's married with kids and stuff like that, my brain just automatically just jumped to a different place that I don't want to... I mean, be. That's, that's possible too, man. It's just... That's immediately where my brain went. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you just don't know, young, until it's all said and done. Uh, I guess we'll, we'll know something. Um, Pac-Man Jones arrested for bar fight. This Bama still wrecking, dog. Is that CTE? Pac-Man Jones, dog. He came in the league fight, no. This Bama was. <laughs> he came in the league throwing. I remember when. I remember one year they had the Bama doing the like NFL symposium, like talking to the younger players about like how they like he had to share issues and stuff like that. No, you got to delete all that, that footage. Boys, uh, youngins in college, I remember that. Wow, since <laughs> youngins. <laughs> <laughs> Pac-Man, a wild boy, dog. He a wild boy. Oh man! Yeah, yeah I, I heard a, I heard a story where he uh 
it was just like a charity like softball game or charity flag football game. It was a charity game. And he, he wrecked somebody there. No, <laughs> <laughs> he just it's just people, some people just high heads, dog. Like you just know, like the Bama just ready for war at any drop of a hat. And Dog, apparently he slept one of the bouncers who tried like it was a barge on one of the bouncers try try to grab him. This Bama nap time teed off. <laughs> nap time. <laughs> Nighty night night, dog. So apparently the Bama hands, he might want to do the UFC jump or the celebrity boxing match jump. Let him fight. Uh, what's the dude name? Uh Jake Paul that knocked yeah. out uh... Yeah, dog. <laughs> if he try to get a check, go ahead and put them hands to use, bro. I was about to say he should, cause like I mean I know he plays football, but most bouncers gonna be they gonna be big dudes. So for you to be yeah. one seventy five knocking out dudes, a lot yeah. of them dudes can't throw the hands like that though. Nah, they just big. Nah. So Bama's are giving them they defer. Like, nah, oh, okay. they try like they try bear hug you. Oh, and then and three piece to the chin. Yeah. That's <laughs> true. That's true. Just don't fight him in a closed space. If you get him in an open hey, space, I get you in the parking lot. I got you sleep. Hey, listen, I got a story about Pac-Man Jones got dreads too. I got a story about somebody we know. This Bama, we got it was a long time ago. I don't want to spare him because he they might do background <laughs> track with my man. But it was it was Halloween, dog. This before I was all the way saved. We decided to go out in the streets. And we was like, oh, we're gonna go to the bar. And and a, and, a, and a fight erupted in the bar. Cause the person I don't even want to say that. It's going to give away too much information. But a fight broke out in the bar, right? Baba put me in a chokehold. I'm squirming, trying to scramble out of there, right? I finally, I finally get loose. I like, I'm like swinging on Baba's trying to back up, back up like the security door. I look outside the bar. This bar had a window where you could see, like, you know, you know how some bars they had like windows where you could see in and out the jump. Yeah. I look out the window, right? It's my man out there. He don't got dreads no more. He got his fresh shape up now, but back then he had dreads. Dog, this Batman was squared up with the uh, security, and he hit this Batman with, with the meanest three-piece joint I ever seen in my life. <laughs> Slapped this Batman on the pavement in front of the bar, right? And I was like, oh, like, it was just... And we ended up, like, basically, we jumped in the getaway car because it was just pandemonium, dog. We all left the joint, jumped in the getaway car, Dog, and I'll never forget it, Yank. I mean, to this day, we kind of joke and joke about it. But, dog, I'm telling you, dog, he slept this big... And this Bama was a big, brawly-type dude. Like, oh, they all got hands, like, yeah. Like, big. Like, he tried to, like, you know... Uh, well, what was the Bama? The mountain off of uh, Game of Thrones? He tried the mountain. Like, he looked like the mountain. Dog, <laughs> when them three-piece Jones hit his chin, he just, like, he just fell like like a lump, like a log. Like, he went to sleep and man, it just, geez, like, I, and I was looking through the window and I, I couldn't believe my eyes. I could not believe what I was seeing. I was like, what? And, you know, of course, when you sleep a Bama big like that, it just, like, put more juice in your battery. Like, it just, you feel invincible, dog. Like, Goku <laughs> on, uh, <laughs> you be like, oh, like, you just feel like, I was like, oh my goodness, young, but yeah. So I, I, I can imagine Pac-Man sleeping a big bouncer by my dog because I, I seen it happen. Yeah. Seen it happen. Um, 
appreciate Jeremy you joining us today, man. Kicking it with us. Uh, you know, hopefully we'll get the get the squad back next week. Um, shout out to Jeremy, John, and, and, and Matt. You got any shout outs you want to give? Uh, I mean, just check out the podcast, the Sports Reality Podcast, on every major podcast platform and YouTube. We just started, um, just started recording them, um, and we are going to actually live stream this week's episode, which will be tomorrow. By the time you all listen, it'll be Wednesday, um, Wednesday at five PM Eastern Standard Time. The Sports Reality Podcast on YouTube, um, and if you don't catch the live stream, you can always catch. Catch the the replay on YouTube and also uh, the podcast episode, the audio uh, format of it. And uh, that's what's up. Um, of course, appreciate you. Shout out to Sports Talk Tasha. Try to get her on in a couple weeks. Uh, shout out to Landshade Radio, Free Agent Radio. Shout out to Where's Buffy um, podcast. And uh, shout out to Ben and O's Best. Shout out to uh, kicking it with G-Man and shout out to Jenna Garcia and we out. You can check out our podcast each and every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play. Just search Other Side of Sports or you can follow us on Instagram at OSS980. Shut up! Give me a turn to speak! Fine, see? You do that to me. How does it feel? How does it feel to be told to shut up? We've talked about it. Let me speak. How does that do feel? Not. How does that do feel? Do 